Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy the Dungeon House. So, but like, we all keep reusing like the same silly NPC that had like no reason oh. to be there. What'd be so and funny? So- oh, go ahead. Sorry, we could isekai other people into the campaign <laughs> to be like the bad guys. <laughs> like, we'll have a story arc where Hayes shows up as just like an infant. Oh, like we have to, we have to figure out how to, like, take care of Hayes and stuff like that. Like, like you now we have a baby while we're adventuring. What are you gonna do with a baby when you're adventuring? Oh, exactly. That's a that's a that's a situation. That's a situation. Is that really here? Your boss, your manager. It turns out to be like the boss of like your landlady. Yeah. Oh, I kill her. I kill her. Just uh, straight up dead. Uh, the, the evil king is actually your father. <laughs> it's Dave. <laughs> it's Dave. <laughs> I could actually see him doing a really good job as a like a big bad evil guy. Just being able to persuade people and like help them like God. Yeah. Just a really it, friendly big bad evil. It would be guy. a perfect situation because he just like fall into it. Like he took over the big a big bad evil boss king okay. and he's like I'm, I'm just going to slowly change it to a good place, but I got to gotta not act too weird. And then it's and so a big like, reveal, like, we find out that Dave's the one that's actually the big bad evil guy that we've been fighting against. And we're like, uh, Dave, how can we help you? But then everyone else thinks yeah. like we're evil still, because he still has, like, the old, like, um, the old, uh, people think of him like Dave the evil, but it turns out he's just Dave. It's just Dave. Um, guys, I think we're live. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone here. We're missing Brandon and Faith. So that's uh, I think that's where we're at right now. Um, Brandon had asked me previously um, if we could keep this to about not like try to finish up at nine thirty, just for you guys. Everyone to know that's what we're going to try to shoot for is not going past nine thirty. He needs. He's feeling a little under the weather from what he texted me. He's to make sure you get some sleep. So I just figured I'd mention that before he gets here. Um, before we get started, uh, actually no, we'll talk about that during break. Um, Kevin, we we just need a during break talk about. Christmas plans for everyone being together. Everyone, don't forget that. So during the break, we talk about celebration of DDD during the winter solstice. Exactly. Um, I, hello? Hey, Joy! I did want to again say that um, I will not be here the entire time because I have rehearsal to go to, but I'll be here for a little while. So. That's okay. Okay, we'll see you at 12.30. Well, boy, 
Was that my wife? It was your wife. I she tried calling me, but I did not answer. I felt bad. Okay, I answered for you. Thank you. Um, she doing good? Yeah, she no one's at her event, so she was just like, "Can I listen in?" And I was like, "Yeah, go to the YouTube page." Okay. She's gonna be our our viewer. Our viewer. I was worried that she wouldn't have anyone at her event. Oh, what's what's her event? Uh, it was just kind of like uh, get to know um, you, like HSA event for her college. Will do. Oh yeah. And but the problem is they want it to be this week, but she wasn't able to get like the plans formalized until like Monday, and so there wasn't really a lot of spread. Hey, what are you staring at? <laughs> so um, that's just a little bit of the. The challenge. If she's listening in right now, um, I hope that she knows she is doing a good job and that she does great work. Thank you. Do we want to talk about the Christmas party? Uh, I, I, break. I said, but oh, I already talked about it. We're doing an ad break. Yeah, break, maybe break. Oh, we are doing, we're doing an ad break. break. <laughs> we're doing this now. <laughs> Tori, we're doing an ad break. Oh, you're gonna be able to see Joey and Kyle's face tonight, or no? Um, so Kyle's still in a precarious situation where he knows he doesn't have a place. Okay. What was that, Joey? I am currently getting ready, so. No, so no. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. (laughs) He's just like. He's just. Oh, my face. I fade. She doesn't respond, but that's okay. I know that she's here. He's he wants to say hi to Faith. <gasps> hey, hey. Oh. The the audio quality is hi. on point. Hi, hey. She's not hi. She's not paying attention to me. That's okay. Hi, baby. Hi, hi, Chase. Um, we get started. We do need to get started. Um, we are already six minutes in. Um, we better just, you know, jump into this. Um, so we have a little bit of a, a need for a recap, McKay. Oh, really? I feel like there's other people that haven't done it. Okay, I can do it. Um, okay, so last time. Everyone chatted in the comments about witches for a little bit. We learned that uh, Moss has a witch. Ren likes witches. Baron hates witches. Uh, other people are indifferent towards witches. And then... It's like the Veggie Tales, everyone has a water buffalo, but like everyone has a witch. Yeah, everyone has a witch. So, and then let's see... All witches lead to the ocean. After that, Baron, I mean, this is out of order, but Baron threatened Elaine. So that was cool. Uh, and then Alaya, we learned a little bit about Alaya. Alaya went up and saw the Hall of the Fallen where her father's name was. And we learned a little bit about that. And Moss was there. Moss was there. Baron joined as well. And <laughs> that all happened. Moss started having like. Uh, a baby. Um, Wait, I believe what? we believe we learned we learned that you were pregnant and you birthed the fungus on your arm. And That's well, so we don't so know great. that, but the players know that. 
and you were in a lot of pain and you went back to your room and then people did stuff for downtime so i know uh, moss and ren explored curses and i think moss also did some service in the service room where you learned about medicine and then there was a fishing trip that happened yeah we that. prayed you did pray oh that was, that was the like two one sessions one. ago that's okay you did pray you did do that when prayer was happened um that was prayer was had that's right Prayer was happened um to start us off today with like the start of this week i want to give um pinky the opportunity if she wanted to do anything on camera um personally uh she could do it now um let me sorry give me a moment to think <laughs> Okay, I just have a quick question though. Like, what was the fishing trip? Who was invited? Um, anyone, I think, could have came, but only Ren and Baron ended up going. I yeah. think it, it was pretty early in the morning, kind of a last last minute thing. Um, it won't be the last though. Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely. Okay, curious because I don't know, Pinky. Pinky would just kind of hang out with people most often, um, but every opportunity that she gets, she will be asking questions about missing children. Um, she would like to actually talk to um, to Baron because, in Pinky's eyes, he seems to know a lot the most about like monsters and fishy things that go on. She wants to talk to Baron about maybe if he knows anything about missing children across the land. Sure. So. <laughs> okay. Alright. <clears throat> so maybe this happens. So I don't know when this would happen. Sure. Or last time. It, it doesn't matter when. Cool. Um, well, when you are not currently do doing anything, Pinky will find the opportunity to approach you and just kind of say, Hey, Baron! I have some questions for you. Do you have some time to answer them? Sure. Just cool, cool. Hang around, hang around. Uh, just to give us a little bit of a setting. I imagine this happening kind of in that common room where Pablo's mm -hmm. been sitting, sleeping. Yeah. This is on his couch. Baron's just sprawled out on it, kind of relaxing. I'd say it's more like evening time um, after final, like the final meal, the main meal in the commons. You guys are all just about your own business, but Baron had made it back to the rooms a little early. Just to give us a little bit of the setting. Yeah, what, what's up? I'm, I'm sure you've noticed because you're a really smart guy, but I have been asking people about missing children and I realized that I didn't ask you and you seem knowledgeable about the world. Uh, have you heard any stories of missing children? Just kind of in general across the land, everywhere? Uh, in general? I mean, kids go missing all the time. There's like, plenty of... Like, go ahead. Say, village uh, with a really nice family, and all of a sudden their child was uh, was taken, and you wanted to know where they were. 
Ow, I actually don't really know for sure if he was taken or if he was eaten by a monster. Uh, but you seem to know a lot about monsters. Do monsters take? Yeah, plenty of plenty of monsters take kids. I mean, fresh meat, right? That's horrific. Oh, hi, Adelaide. Question. <laughs> it's like Adelaide like comes out of the shower. <laughs> Like the the women's bathroom in the in this, like oh that's horrific! Just as you're walking by, so and then just back. <laughs> uh, I mean, there there's lots of things that it could be. Pinky, I I mean, witches or, or hags tend to deal with with little kids fairly often. Um, there's plenty of monsters that wouldn't mind. Finding a lone kid and taking them back to their lair and, you know, torture them for fun or eat them or there's lots of things. So unless you've got any more information, I mean, I don't. My guess is as good as yours. Thank you. Any additional? Um... Make a history check as you okay. kind of listen to, to Baron, like, talk about, like, you need a little more specifics if you're going to try to figure out what this is. Can I roll right. for anything as well to see if there's... or should Okay, I... real quick, though. Before With I make what? the roll, I'm... Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that this is... This that is... she's heard similar tales and that's why she's asking. Right? Yeah. Because it is a pattern somewhere. Okay, cool. Just wanted to check that. Oh no. A nine? Does that give me anything? So, with a nine, you remember some of the general um, uh, things that you remember. So, and correct me if I'm wrong in telling this, Pinky, but you, you were around when this boy was taken. Like, you knew him. It wasn't prior, right? Uh... Or was it? No, the kid. You did not? Yeah, because I came uh, and helped the grieving parents. Okay, so with that then, you weren't really privy to a lot of the information from the parents themselves. Especially with something that's so traumatic, with losing a child. Um, you knew, You know that the child was taken, not killed. Um, then the parents, uh, with a nine, you remember them describing some sort of figure coming in the night, stealing him out of bed and taking him. Um, they, they rushed into the room and they saw the figure jumping out of the window, holding the, the child in its arms. Told, um, the child was taken in the night. Very rude. He was stolen from his bed, and 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 the wonderful parents just saw him kind of uh, disappear out the window with a shadowy figure. That, and it's and it's not an isolated incident. I was told, and I've heard, and I've asked a lot of questions. Um. So yeah, does that narrow the playing field? <laughs> 
I mean, if you said it's a figure, then potentially you can rule out, you know, beasts such as trolls or or uh, ogres or anything like that. Potentially, um, it seems like it's more more humanoid in in what it could be. Uh, you said it wasn't isolated, so there's there's others that were dealing with this as well. Or was it like one in the village, one in the next village over, Chase? Yeah, we'll go with that. Like it, it wasn't something that really like struck a ton in one area. It was almost like the pattern removed going forward as as you kind of think back on the pattern. Um, that sound like any sort of thing that I would recognize. Like history check. Okay. No, uh, that's going to be a five. Um, with a five, there's nothing in your mindset that really stands out. You do know there's definitely places that you know that might contain knowledge about this. But the hardest thing is the word of the description, even when you're talking with Pinky right now. He doesn't know all the details. And so your best bet would be going and finding the place, trying to talk to, like getting the first account of what's going on. Honestly, Pinky, uh, without any more details, there's not much that I can do, let alone I think anyone else. I mean, I think your best bet would be to, to go back to wherever this is if you can find out anything more, I mean, maybe we can all go at, at some point, but uh, sorry. That's all I got. I haven't heard any reports of children being taken like that. Being, you know, a monster hunter and all. I mean, right? Does Pinky know that yet? <laughs> I'd say so. It's okay. been a long time, Pinky. Oh. Uh, who was it that entered the room right at the confrontation? Are they still in the room? Can I turn and ask them? I'm sure there's lots of other people walking in and out. We're kind of just in our apartment, like, living room. Yeah. So if there's anyone else in the, in the party that you would like to... That wants to be there. That wants to be there. Um, that... You, like they would feel like they may have more information. Um, we could mention that right now. Uh, does anyone else feel like they might have information? Because I'd imagine that Pinky eventually would talk to every single one of them, uh, every one of your companions. Um, anyone else feel like they would have any information on this? If anything like that happened in Belnor, I feel like Adelaide might know about it because her dad works in like government affairs so if it was like a big thing in Felnor then possibly okay thank you where did this happen a little town called little town is it a little town it was far away but the biggest major town like it's still not too far like half a day's travel away from uh the town that you're thinking of so they were 
adjacent to that, they're still part of that community, but they're a farmer um, house in a distance away from it. Um, so, to the to the house where it happened, um, it's called Treeton. Treetown. Treetown. Treeton. But I reckon I know that. I would know Treeton. Treeton, you probably would know, um, as it's not terribly far away from where you grew up. If I'm correctly. Let me look at the map. Honestly, Pinky had this one going on, you know, 15 years ago or something, but maybe we could have done something, but right now, I just, I don't have enough information or anything, so. But I I, I know Treaton, I at least know the name, I've never had the opportunity to visit it, but. Nice place. Sorry. I'll keep my eyes and ears out, though, for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, did anyone else have information they wanted to give me? Or is the, are we ending this little section here? might? Or at least might be able to point you into a direction of where you could learn more. Mm. Okay. What do you think, uh, Alaya? Um, so, would Alaya have read anything like this in the library? Sorry. So, and it's fairly common knowledge, especially to you, Alaya, that a lot of the reports um, that come into the vigils are kept, like, are recorded as that's very important information um you can find patterns see by seeing what's happened and what vigils have been sent to try to figure out a lot of the times there's missions where you go and you look for something and you aren't really able to find a lot but getting looking at the reports of old vigils might help start you down a path of at least seeing maybe a pattern, seeing maybe more of the description. So that might be um, some of the things that you know. A lot of those resources um, are contained within the library. So yeah, Eli would probably just recommend you to go study and go search for that kind of stuff in the library. I'm just trying to think if Pinky has the patience for that. That's also a very good question. Pinky, I can look it up next time I, I am in the library. I was going to say, I can, I can, if you give me time, I might be able to study it as well or for it as well. Well, that would be great. Thank you guys. I'll keep doing, I'll keep questioning people. And she'll kind of like tap her fingers together, like look a little bit mischievous. I love that. All right. Um, Pinky, is there anything else that you'd like to accomplish during your downtime? Like any shopping um, that you'd like to do or anything else like that? Um, 
Sorry, just trying to think. Um, I mean, of course, she would like, stock up on all her, you know, hobbies, party stuff. She, I don't know. How much, how much gold would you spend on party? Um, probably not too much because she likes to make it herself. So she'd probably buy more, like more thread, maybe another needle, stuff to make cupcakes. Yeah, I don't know. Probably only like at most a gold then. Yeah. So, okay. I just figured I'd ask, like, how how much um, money is going to prep? Um, okay. Well, if that's the case, then we'll probably switch to. Um, she would also actually. Um, she really liked the chalk, and so she's gonna buy like a pink colored chalk. All right. Um, let me I don't look know how much it's gonna cost her, but two, I think it's two silver pieces. Yeah, it's or copper not, pieces. It's not it's not crazy expensive. Let me just get that looked up for you and we can uh um chalk for one piece is one copper piece, so it's very, very cheap. So if you want to have ten, you could use one. If you want to have 100, you could use one gold piece to buy 100 sticks of chalk. That's so much. Go with 10. So that's one silver piece, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. I didn't pick them. Okay. okay. Is the floor open to anyone? All right. I think the floor is open to anyone. Um, we got Pinky done. So, Joy, whenever you need to go. You're good. Um, hopefully you can stay as long as you can. Who would like to go next? There. I can go next. Uh, I have a few group things that people can join me on. I, mean, I want to go to the Arcanium at one point, and I need to go to the... near the... where is it? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Near the inn. The, the Earth and Fire Inn. Yeah, somewhere near there. So, uh, those are for sure two things. I have some other things I want to do, but those are kind of some of the bigger things right now. So, if anyone wants to join me on those, it's open invitation. So, I'm also thinking if you wanted to role play uh, Pinky shopping, Adelaide will probably go shopping too. Yeah, so at some point I would go shopping as well. Yeah, we can definitely do a little bit of a shopping spree. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can make that part of this as well. And if anyone else wants to shop with, like, do it later. That's not bad. Not like a big deal. Like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Those are some things I want to do. If you want me to talk about, like, what I would do as far as, like, downtime, the thing, I have one thing I want to do. Sure. Well, I don't know what you want me to start with. But those are some of the things. Just start with whatever you want. It's I'm I'm here at your leisure. You're here at my leisure? Yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm ready with any stuff first because the other stuff is something really small. So okay. I'd rather have people that want to join on their. I'll go to the Arcanium first. So um, this will be the second time you've gone to the Arcanium. It will be. Who else would uh, like to join Baron? Is no, that's Arcanium. the. It's, it's right next to the library. Uh, Moss would join Baron this time. I'll so go. What is, what is it? The Arcanium? 
Yeah. Think, what, what is the Arcanium? It's where we dropped off our stone. The the black model is a oh, black model. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I guess I don't know. Pinky's gonna go wherever the group goes. <laughs> and just question everybody along the way. Oh. Are you gonna try? Yeah, I just want to listen. Oh. Sorry about that. We have a baby. Yeah, we were just getting that sort out. So, Opal, Pinky, Moss, and Baron. Yes. Adelaide, are you joining? Or uh, Alaya? Yeah, Alaya will join. No, let's just have everyone go. Let's just go to the Arcanium. So, I'd imagine this was probably about three ish. Maybe uh, it could even be the next day, as Opal and the the man talked about. Um, this is just kind of part of that. Sure. Um, um, as you all kind of return uh, to kind of see what's what, uh, as you enter in um, a little bit earlier in the day this time, you see what looks to be some of those figures that you Pinky had seen behind that curtain off room actually out doing work um you can hear the sounds of gears whirring and uh sparks flying as something's being cut some sort of metal um every so often you kind of hear the low thudding of a um some sort of mallet in the corner uh, most of the people in here you can tell uh, you are dwarven some are gnomish descent um you recognize the one more wiry guy that uh, really didn't get along well with um, Opal last time. Uh, I don't know, know if his name ever came up, but um, they're all kind of more or less doing um, just kind of menial tasks. Two of them you can see kind of not too far away from the entrance. Um, uh, as you guys are starting to enter, they're like, yeah, last night's battle was so sick. Like, do you remember, it was just so crazy when, like, the troll came out from underneath the water and, like, grabbed us off the boat. It was, like, crazy. And then they see you walking, you're like, ah. and then they just kind of stop and, like, look at you side-eyed. And then they just kind of, like, start with more hushed tones. Um, like, troll, huh? Yeah. Just fire? Smile knowingly. Uh, we did. Good. It's it hard though, he's in the water. Sounds like a problem. Yeah. It was. Uh. Okay, bye. As they both kind of like awkwardly walk up. Brandon! All right. We're all at the Rutinium. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm there. Nice. Um, Go ahead. Um, the, the, you, yeah. Hey, who's in charge here? The original wiry man that came come out of the room kind of walks up. He's like, oh, I, I remember you. That was his name. He's like, ah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Oh, I remember you guys. You guys are... Wait, what the heck is that? Story. Oh, story. You guys, uh, back here for your black rock thing? I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that here in a second. Sounds sounds good? Yeah. Okay. 
Anyways, you you said you were not. So uh, why are you here then? If you're not here for the big black rock thing? Uh, I was told that you guys make stuff here. We dabble for sure. Make things. Okay. Uh, think you can make me something? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we can we can probably come up with some sort of you know contraption or some sort of magically enhanced um, modus operandi. Looking for something to uh, make you a little bit more charming uh, for the ladies. You're looking to be able to uh, you know hit harder with having better strength. Looking to uh, um, be able to fly. I don't know. No, none right. of those. Good, because those ones are expensive. Just warn you. As he like turns to the rest of the party, just warn you. Um, I'm looking for something that. Uh, well, I I like to move around uh, when I'm fighting my enemies, and so uh, honestly, like. I'd rather not leave myself exposed while I'm moving around, so I don't know if you got anything that can help out with that. I was thinking about putting mirrors, like, on my boots, maybe, so I could see behind me. But I don't think that that would be very efficient, so... I mean, it'd be kind of cool, though. Like, some mm-hmm. mirror We could definitely make mirror boots. No. That's, that's definitely a possibility, if that's what you want. No. I don't think that would help with what you're talking about. I don't know if they got something down in the store downstairs, but uh, I figured I'd check here because you guys are... So, the store... Some of their items come from us, for sure. Some more, like, general items that we make. Some of it's things that we find on missions that we're able to, you know, figure out if it's, you know, not going to make you turn evil and start devouring the souls of people. Uh, once we figure that out, and it seems like not too bad of a thing, sometimes we, you know, sell back to vigils um, if they give it to us. Sometimes we're able to remove curses like that. Um, so, honestly, sometimes they just have their own things. I don't know where this sh- um, Miriam gets her stuff. I ain't asking if you get my drift as he gives you a wink. Um... But what I can tell you is we could probably work something. And you hear like the one of the other dwarves that were talking about the troll fight, not too far away. He goes, he whispers to the other, oh, he's looking to remove, uh, like have disadvantage on opportunity attacks against him. As he, he's referencing the, the game mechanic, whatever they do behind that curtain. Um, yeah, we could probably uh, look into something like that. The cost estimate. Um. Usually, it's more of a we have to try to work towards it and then tell you how much it is. I, I'd assume right now, just as a, a, you know, just throwing out their price, not making any promises. Um, probably around. 500 to a thousand gold pieces for for this all right if you uh, if you want just the ability to make it a little harder for people to hit you while you're moving a, around them or if you want to be a little weaker 
in some of those magic regards, we could probably get it a little bit cheaper, but it may have some other things that come along with it as he kind of has side glances to his last comment. Well, I see what you can do in the time time frame. Mm, pretty busy here. As you can see, we have lots of stuff to do. Um, really? Because I, I seem to remember that... Uh... Hey, hey, hey. What stays in the Arcanium never leaves. So, I'll tell you this. Give me probably like two weeks. Probably work something out. All right. May not be the strongest thing, but sound like you're a little against that high of a price. So I might be able to get something a little bit cheap. I can do the price. Just let me know when it's done. Okay. Fair enough. Any, any, anyone else here want something? Add to our list of things to do. Okay. All right. Um, we will. Since Opal had to step away, oh, she's she's back. Opal, would you like to right now do your thing with talking with this guy, or would you like to wait for later? I can do it now. All right, little Miss Sunshine. Let's have a, a good old talk. I I guess we can. You all found the thing, so don't feel bad for for coming along, but um. We've gotten our extra-dimensional space set up. We're ready to start, uh, you know, poking the thing, as uh, some of the people say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I dropped the Oh, well. Don't worry. It's very, very scientific on how we do everything here. Okay. Um, do you have any questions thus far of, like... We have started running some minor tests. It's going to be a long process, but I can give you some general things off of that. As he kind of leads you towards uh, a back door. Um, and at the door, you can see what looks to be uh, like a set of five levers. Um, and he, he pulls them all in kind of a, a specific pattern. And in front of you opens up as the he's gets done pulling the pattern. Um, it opens up to basically a, a blank walled room with a simple table in the middle. Uh, and sitting on the table is the monolith. Um, um can I do a uh, what do you? I would like to try and memorize the order that he pulled the levers. Yeah, do um, a perception check. 20. Do a random <laughs> generator. Go into your phone and say, hey, Siri. Roll can I do <laughs> Oh, yeah. Someone else can do it. Do you want me to roll for you? Um, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm being perfectly honest. I promise. I'm watching him. 
I rolled a seven. I don't see that. You should be rolling my that one don't count. And who, what, whose dice are those? Those are not your dice. Well, we don't, I don't, didn't grab any of the stuff because we, I walked, I didn't get out of much. So I don't have any of our D&D stuff with us. That one's cursed. Yeah. So I think you have proficiency in it as well as like a plus one. Well, what is it in? Perception. Yeah. I think so. So oh, I'm very, no, uh, I'm persuasion, not perception. Okay. Well, then it'd probably be just an eight or a nine with uh, just your base modifier for wisdom. Lower than ten. So, Yucky. with that, um, his movements are too fast for you to be able to kind of determine what the sort of pattern it was um you you remember like the first one it was like the third one over like the middle one but after that it's like gets a little fog yeah okay i would attempt and then um start to get a little thing and pull all the levers so that i just shake my head and like okay whatever (laughs) i tried So, who's all entering the room? I'll do it. Yeah, going. Going. I'll go if I can. If it's yeah, a Everyone, Everyone's going into the room. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. Um, as you all enter into the room, that familiar... It's Maybe it's because you've been a couple of days away from this but kind of that familiar coldness just similar to the touch of those shadows permeates around in the room as it almost feels like it itself this item is partially draining your strength maybe it's just your imagination you're not sure um as the man who you still haven't asked what his name is, just the Arcanium guy, um, walks up to the the table. He grabs what looks to be some sort of parchment that's been rolled up, and he says, um, "Thus far, what we've been able to determine about this is it's basically some sort of bank. If that makes sense." Like a repository. Mm-hmm. You think it's a repository for power, strength, energy, like that? I think very much so, as that is just doing our detection magic upon this. Um, it almost oozes, you could say in um, some sort of energy. <laughs> it's really interesting is it, it seems to almost want to bind itself to things from what we've seen um, in our tests. Um, a lot of times powers 
a lot of times, like I said, repositories like this are more focused on bringing power and attaining it. This seems to more be looking for something. Hmm. Not sure what. Okay. Do you think you'd be able to store where the power is going to? I, I'm pretty sure it's still contained here. Like everything that's here is is what you see. But well. yes. Um. Yes. What I was meaning was, do you think the the thing, whatever the word is, um, is wanting to get energy to give it to another? Like, do you can tell there's a connection going somewhere? Nothing like that? Honestly, it's a little too early to our from what we can tell, if it was trying to send something here in this extra-dimensional plane, um, something you should know is most magics don't allow you to transverse. Most magics don't transverse planes. This is why when... No! No! This is why when someone, you know, dies, they're you know, they're not on this plane anymore. They go to usually either a higher plane or a lower plane, depending on kind of the disposition of the person sometimes, depending on if they somehow, you know, intertwined their soul previously with some sort of plane. That usually means that's where they'll end up. Um, magic, in a sense, usually stays localized to a plane, especially our plane, as it's more of a base. I don't know. Is this is this going over your head? Sorry if it is. But basically, what I'm trying to say is, while this is in its own little bubble, it shouldn't be able to connect to anything. If that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, what you said was making sense. On you. Okay. Um, That's basically all we got. Is there? So would you say it, we have addressed that as a or it's a way to store power? Do you think it may be a type of container to, as it wants more power, to contain that power as like a container? Look, no. look lady, um, I'll be honest. You only gave me one day to look at it. I have a lot of other things going on, so I don't know everything yet. I. From what I can tell right now is that it's not, while it is still a container, it's not trying to suck in power. It's trying to find something to connect it to. Um, and it hasn't yet. So that's all I got for you. Got it. Okay. Sorry to put pressure on you. I understand it's a stressful environment. You have a lot of orders. I understand that's bad. And be a Karen sometimes when it, you know, involves the world ending and all that, you know, it's just hard. Dresses on both ends. Um, one last question, and I'll leave you to it. How about that? Okay. Can it be destroyed? At, at this, he kind of, like, rubs his hands together and kind of squints a little, like, mm. Well, 
maybe. From what we can tell right now, I, I guess a way to look at it is, hmm, say you have a huge burning fire. That's a lot of energy coming off of it, right? It's a lot of, it took a lot to get it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to kill that fire, you either have to put it in a vacuum so that way it has no way to continue feeding itself, or you have to put in just as much power to kill it. Makes sense. Like, think about this. If you have a fire, one of the quickest ways to put out another a fire is by building a bigger fire right next to it. It sucks away all the oxygen from the first one, putting it out. So if you try to destroy this thing, you might. But you might cause other problems along the way, too. Yeah. Any other questions? Anyone else have any questions? I was going to ask, what are they currently working on? Uh, On the back? Yeah. You see that it looks to be like there's a model of some sort of wagon, but you don't see any connections for a horse. If that makes sense. Like, it's not like a big model, but you can definitely tell it, it looks like a cart. Mm-hmm. But um, they've removed things that, and you can see what looks to be back in where carts usually hold things. There seems to be some sort of mass of gears and different mechanical objects, and you're not able to quite tell what it is. Um, you can also see that there's another guy that's um, in the corner sewing together some sort of cloak. Um, it's hard to tell what it is, but it looks like the patterns on it are like when you see the material, it shifts from like a pearlescent black to a pearlescent white. Um, it's the dress, the blue gold dress. Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's like Laurel or Yanni. You don't know which one it is. Um, yeah, you, you look at it and you tell yourself it's white and it becomes white. And then if you mm-hmm. tell yourself it's black, it becomes black. It's pretty crazy. How do you get people to, to test your things? Like... How do you know that they're going to work? Um, we pride ourselves on our own testing. We usually do things to it, make sure it's going to work. A lot of the enchantments that we've done prior, so it's it's less about like making sure it's going to work, but just kind of making sure that it's done properly the way that we've already figured out how to do it. A lot of our work is research, figuring out how to either create or replicate different various components of a magical item that you may want. But a lot of it too is just, you know, the crafting of simple magic items. Um, 
Well, if I knew about crafting simple magic items, I wouldn't be coming to you. Well, that's why we know. So that way you can come to us. It, it's definitely not simple to you. It, it would definitely not be a simple magic item. It would be probably too big for, for you to handle. But to us, it's simple. What's your name again? Um, My name is... Gerlund. Gerlund. He, didn't, he didn't even make a name. Yeah, I didn't. He's no name. Moen. Moen? That's not a bad name. No, I was actually thinking... Um, Something along the lines of, like, Zacharias. Carrot. His name is Zacharias the Emboldened. Carrot. Is that? Huh? Joy, did you say something? Oh, you can't hear me? Uh, we can now. Say what you said. Okay. I said, can I call you Zach? <laughs> Um, Zach, Zach, Maybe not while I'm working. Oh, can I call you Carrot? Definitely not. I don't. I still don't like you. So, okay, no. Carrot. Okay. All right. Anyways, but uh, yeah, that's my name. All right. Let me know when you got that thing done. No worries. We'll uh. We'll start working on it. I'm gonna head out. Good old Zacharias the Emboldened. A little bit. I'll have to ask about the Emboldened later. A little bit too so, high and mighty for his own britches. Yeah, but that seems a little like he made that own title for himself. Do you think he's waiting for something? Most definitely. Hey, uh, I, I'm heading off to the the fire something, or near the fire something, and I, I don't know, I know it's somewhere in that direction. How fun a part of the Earth and Fire in? Uh, yeah, I gotta head that way, so. I don't know what the rest of you are doing, but I'm going that way, so. I'm gonna start going that way. Okay. Alright. You go that way. You walk that way. Um, who else is coming along? She's got nothing better to do. Sounds fun, so she's heading up. She's going. <laughs> All right. Where are we going? Um, Baron's going to go to an inn. You don't have to come if you don't want to. He I'm going. To... I want to go to a library. You're going to go to the library? Perfect. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to your library thing later. Is anyone else splitting up? I am. Uh, Adelaide, or Adelaide said she's at the library as well. Uh, going okay. to the library. Adelaide's going to the library. Aliyah, were you going to go with Baring? Is that what no, you're saying? No. You're not. No, uh, Aliyah is probably heading home. Okay, perfect. Moss? Uh, Moss is gonna... Uh, he's probably gonna go to the library. Yeah, go to the library. And Ren. Um, <clears throat> probably just go home as well. You're good. So now, Pinky, who do you want to go with? There's lots of options now. <laughs> Almost 
going to the library, right? Yeah. And that yeah. doesn't yeah. sound like a lot of fun to Pinky. Books. I mean, she likes, you know, yeah. fantasy novels, but like they're going for like research. That's what she's assuming. Doesn't sound like fun. So you have fantasy novels. You, Baron. Right. I have a question. Would a fantasy novel just be a realistic fiction novel in D and D? Okay, Maybe I more. do have to Our say, is a fantasy novel. Hey, there, learn. there is a book like this. It's called um, something in homerooms. Anyways, but it's about these adventurers that it's it's like a young adult, not a young adult. It's like a juvenile fiction. Anyways, but it's about this group of teenage adventurers who, in their spare time, um, come back to their little space and they play hall passes in homerooms. That's what it's called. And basically, they're in this school and they have to like pass tests and things and they're transported into this homeroom hall pass into their games they're transported into the real world and they have to deal with anyway sorry tangent there but there is a there is a book out there just like that like an <laughs> eastern eye book backwards mckay what is it called <laughs> or you want to know what it's called and yes Faith. can you tell me what cookies you want to you just want me to come close to the camera so the audience can see my nasty mustache. You're up. Then chocolate chips, M and M's, okay. Uh, chocolate chip again, again, and pumpkin. Okay. I'm voting the pumpkin. This one's Snickers. I had one of the pumpkins already. They were a little bit dry. I, I, I like mine a little moist. I vote either the Snickerdoodle or the chocolate chip. They're still really good. Lori, what one do you want? Snickerdoodle, chocolate chip. She loves she loves both those options too. So pick one of each. And then we'll meet for a good share. Okay. Are you ready, McKay? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, as you and Pinky head down from this level, as you see most of your patriots um, either go into the library or head um, um, back to the rooms, um, you and Pinky, as well as Elia, all head out of the lighthouse. Though Elia, as soon as you exit, she turns down a different road and waves goodbye to you. Where are you going, Elia? Uh, I have some conversations I gotta go have with some people. I guess have fun. That doesn't sound fun. Uh, oh, yeah, it might be. I'll see you later. Alright, I'll see you guys later tonight. As you guys turn and start heading towards um, the Earth and Fire Inn, uh, not too far away, but still... The all right distance. Um, considered to be just kind of on the outskirts of the upper swells, kind of in the midpoint between around the lighthouse and that area of the Oshdo. Um, sits a two-story building um, made out of cobbled together rough-hewn stone and uh, a large thatched roof. Um, you can see 
Um, the second layer of it um, is made of wood that has been plastered over, showing uh, that typical white um, bleached look uh, among the timber um, and cut, rough cut wood um, for the, the siding. You see a, a small sign in front of the um, the the inn of what looks to be a large boulder that is completely on fire, and it says "Earth and Fire Inn" underneath it. Uh, I'm gonna move past the sign because I don't recognize it, and I'm gonna look for. Uh, it was too dark, so I'm gonna look for whatever little stable that I remember. So, looking around, you looking decide to try to... Whatever building has this... Yeah. You go around the back, trying to hopefully find something in the, the state. It was you walk down like a block, you hit like some of the side, the back passengers. You walk back and you find that same stable. And you realize that the Earth and Fire Inn is the exact same building um, that you met your sister. You just went to the back side of it. Okay. I will uh, go ahead and head in. Um, I'm assuming you went back to the front to go in? Or are, you, are you going to be like, go sit there, kick it all over? Oh, honey, I'm home. Now I'll, uh, I'll go back towards the front, and just before I'll go in, I'll kind of, like, make sure I, I'm, like, brushing off any dirt, like, just making sure I'm clean. Um, Pinky, you would notice Baron kind of strain up his his collar, strain up his jacket. And you would also recognize this place, too, as the place that he met his sister uh, back during his training. Right. Um, Before we go in, Pinky's going to lean over, see him straightening, and she's going to say, Oh, don't worry, you look great. <laughs> Make a... Uh, Make a check to see how great you do. <laughs> um, I would also say that this... Did we say this is the next day? Like, this is, like, the second day that we've only been here, right? Because he would have done this really early on. Shoot. It, it doesn't matter when this happened. At whether all this was... This was the second day anyways, because okay. that's when you guys great. went back to check on the thing. Great. Uh, what am I rolling? You are rolling... Um, just, in, like, a general... For... Check. I got a four. It looks like you, you, you look like Baron. You, you're definitely keeping yourself more clean shaven than you used to. Um, but you're definitely not like the. There's mostly one thing that I'm worried about. I'm just trying to. Yeah. So, I I get that. Um. Do you feel like you've been able to? I feel like you would have done whatever it takes. For whatever it takes, you're still a little bit nervous going into this conversation with a, a four. You you feel like you've done all the prep that you could, but it's still hard. As you enter into the Earth and Fire Inn, um, the smell of warm um, baking pastries wafts in from somewhere down a hall as this small kind of antechamber that leads with a stairway up to the t upper floor as well as um, 
different hallways leading out um, contains a small desk with what you can see is an older looking um, <coughs> an older looking earth genasi her skin looking to be form, formed out of rough hewn stone um, giving her features more of an angular appearance and more of like a in some places bulky though you can tell probably in her younger age she was not unfair looking um, with time and age the rocks have started to slide a little bit and so she's she's a little bit more she's older you know a little, a little bit of moss covered um she will see come in and say ah what's your fur uh are you hazel uh that i be uh, i'm looking for elise oh elise now who might you be if i might be asking uh, uh... You can just tell her Baron's looking for her. Oh, Baron, I, I've definitely I heard about you. Of course, let me go and uh, see where she's at. She's uh, going to sit up from the behind the desk, walk down the the um, the hallway on this first floor, and says, "Elise, Elise, Elise." Uh, you'll hear it in the distance. Um, what? Like, you have a, you have a visitor. Visitor? Oh, okay. Um, not too long later, um, Hazel returns, um, your sister right behind her. Uh, as soon as she turns the corner and sees you, her purple eyes light up, uh, looking at you. Baron, you're back. Are you gonna give me a hug or what? Uh, yeah. she she'll rush in and uh, give you a big hug. Um, it kind of surprises you how big she's gotten uh, as she hugs you. It's she's not the quite the little girl that she used to be. How have you been, Aaron? It's so good to see you. As she's still kind of still in her face in your chest, embracing you. I've been I've been doing really good. Um, Hazel and Martin they treat me really good. Um, just helping around with whatever I can. They have you working? Uh, yeah, I I help them with their tasks. They used to be vigils, uh, like you are now. So they got a little older, and from what they I can gather, as Hazel seeing their. Um, the reunion has kind of stepped uh, away, kind of back to her own business. She leans in and says, from what I can tell, they weren't able to have kids. And so they take care of Vigil's kids when Vigil's are gone on missions or gone on important meetings. And so I I help with that. Just making sure the kids get fed, they're getting tucked in, and it's it's not like they have me slaving away, but it gives me something to do for the days. Well, that's good, I guess. Thank you. Uh, I got you some things. Oh, yeah? Any books? Yeah, I got you some books. Yes, and she seems really excited. Pinky can see, um, again, with the same light that she had for when Baron walked in, 
she has the same light in her eyes for the mention of books. Um, and I will pull out one, two, three, four, five different things. Oh yeah. Um, as you're pulling them out, because I'm assuming you're kind of like placing them down, and she's like, I, I imagine her not like it's just kind of a game to her. Like she doesn't want to look at it until it's all out. Yeah. Um, she's just making a little bit of idle conversation. You know that last book that you gave me, it was kind of interesting. I um, I I didn't expect uh, it to be that easy to bring the undead back to life. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, I promise I haven't done anything with it, but it, it was really, uh, really good informational book. And surprisingly enough, there's a lot of puns in it. It was really strange. Yeah, well, I'm glad it's keeping me entertained. So I, I'm already done with it. I've been done with it for like almost a month now. Oh, well, and I forget how fast you read. I have. It, it's it's okay. Don't worry about it. I read it two times, so it it's good and sunken, you could say. Yeah. Well, uh, here here's this one. Uh, toss it to you, and Ooh. or like she can you know, hand it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Forgotten key. Don't really know what it's about. Just saw it. Forgotten key. Yeah. That's what the title says. Hmm. Okay. Uh, um, do you remember anything about this book? Uh, it's the I didn't ever open it up, but it is the one that you said was the rom com, or like it was the like young adult novel. That's yeah, a YA novel. The YA novel or something like that. Broken key, forgotten key. Oh, forgotten key. She looks through it, kind of like skimming through the pages. Looks like it'll be a quick read, but uh, not too bad. Uh, she puts it into a large satchel yeah. at her side. Here's this, and I'll give her. I'll show her the art of Havnock, the old art. Yeah, the I'll old art of it. Her. She'll she'll put it in her hands and like study. It's like, Baron, where'd you get this? This is beautiful. Nah, I just we found it. Oh well, that was a very good find. I mean, I don't have any use for it, so it looks like it was torn out of a book. Don't worry about it. Um, here's this one. Uh, I'll have, hand her the History of Havnock book. Oh, I, wow. I can't read it. Uh, I don't know how you're going to read it, but I know you like books. So, As she opens up this old ancient tome detailing the fall on the, the other side um, for the Riuli, she like skims through and is like, um... Maybe I could figure something out. Uh, she she kind of sheepishly looks like around and then she puts it in her, her satchel as well. And, and then here's this and I'm going to give her a key. Oh. Uh, it goes to our living quarters over in the lighthouse. I, I had the, the main wizard guy. He I asked him to build you a little reading nook, so... If you ever, if they ever let you out of this place, you can uh, head over there and you got a spot. You made a reading nook for me in your room? Yeah, don't get sappy about it. Oh, well, I won't, but I still appreciate it. That's, you're a good older brother. 
Yeah, well. But you are you gonna use the ring nook at all yourself? I'm sure I'll find plenty of uses for it. Okay. I just don't wanna make sure I don't wanna take away from your space. I for me it's not necessarily where I'm reading, but what I'm reading. So I'm here and I'll take oh. that off my pouch and I'll give her a smaller there's a small little pouch on my belt that I'll just clip off real quick and just hand it to her. She shakes it and she can hear something tinkling with it. Open up. Oh, wow. There's 20 gold in there. 20 gold pieces. You can use that to buy more books or a new dress or, or any, whatever you like, Adam. I'm going to actually see what she could buy. She might have something that she wants. I don't think... Just don't spend it all in one place. Um, I might, depending on what I can get with it. But I promise to spend it on good things. I, I, I don't intend to spend it on, you know, bad things. Hope not. Um, well, we're, we're, it seems like we're in town for the next little while, so... Oh! Um, I'll probably be hanging out around, around you for the next little bit, and if if you need help with any of your chores, I'll, I'll, I'll do them for you. Damn, it's... You're busy. You gotta... You gotta, you know, practice and, I don't know, do vigil things. Yeah. What, what, what even is it like? What's, what's it like being a vigil? Does it remind you of... Grandpa? Uh, yeah. At least some of the stories I was told. Hmm. But, I don't know, Pinky, what do you think? Oh, Pinky's gone. Pinky's yeah, like, I forgot that she... <laughs> Wide-eyed. She, uh, she fell asleep. I mean... It's it's a job. Fair. Okay. Well, as long as you're doing what you love, that's what matters. I read that in a book once, at least. It sounded pretty smart. I'm just here. I'm just here. So, now I have a question for you. What is it? If you ever come across, well, I something that maybe next time you're out adventuring, I could use. I'd really appreciate if you could find me. A really nice quill. I think I might start writing soon. Quill? Quill and maybe ink. Alright. That's I, I, I can add to my list. I, I might be able to buy stuff with this one, but I, there's something that I'm trying to save up for. And so... It's not a rush. I, I got time. I'm sure I'll come across something. I can. I'll find a way to get it to you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Not not to put too much more on your plate. Um, they actually, they give me a little bit of a pay here with doing this. Oh, so you're saying that I can take that back? No, 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 no. It's it's just enough to, you know, cover if I want, you know, get something. Sure. So, um, I, I don't think that this will be the last time I give you something. Well... I'm hoping to give you stuff soon, but we'll see. Anyways, enough of that. Secrets. It's mine to not tell. 
we're both good at that, so. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> anyway, um, well, well, here, let me grab that broom. There, and I'll as the she broom from her, chides you, and I will help out in the end. Okay. With that, as you start helping out, um, I know you had one other thing that you would like to do. Would it be all right if we switch over to yeah, the people's course, library? Yeah, of course. The other thing's super small, so yeah. Do everyone else. It's not. Sounds good. All right. For those who adventure to the library... Um, I'll switch it to you. Since you want to do the library, I don't know. Opal, are you in a place that you would be able to play? Or... Actually, we might wait to do the library until Opal can get here. I think she's on her way. Um, let's do Aliyah next. Aliyah. As you walk away from Baron and Pinky, as they're heading along their path out, where do you go? Aliyah heads home. Home. But not... The vigil home. She heads to home. Home. I think Elias like, I'm going home, and Ren's like, Yeah, me too. And then they go different ways, and Ren's like, Okay. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I forgot that she lives here. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. Um, it's just kind of like when you get off, go down the stairs and you're like waiting to, like you're getting off at that stairway to like walk, like the passageway across to walk to like your actual door. You're like, uh, Aliyah, it's this, oh wait. Uh, or like, I follow Aliyah being like, like what, where is she going? And then I just have to like kind of fall behind a little bit and be like. I imagine like, <laughs> you get like almost all the way to like the property of her act like her actual house like it's like a, a mile walk away from the the um the lighthouse tower and you're like where are we going and you're just like a little out of it but then you like realize oh wait alaya and, and alaya would be so focused but she would have no idea you were there but it's like you know when uh you're like going to like a class or something and you like go the wrong way, and then you have to like act like you got a text or something, and so you like hurry the other way, even though you know nobody's watching. But like you have to like play it off. <laughs> yeah, like he, he like trails behind and then has like, oh, oh yes, like <laughs> then just goes back. I left the burner on at home. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. All right, Aliyah. As you eventually make your walk down uh, to your um, house, you pass through the terraced fields of Oshto. Each um, layer or each level of these um, terraces supporting a different type of vegetable or grain. Um, the splash of colors, the yellows, the greens, even reds, pinks, purples, all come alive. You hear the sounds of birds chirping, bees buzzing. It's quite a beautiful and serene walk. Um, 
especially once you've left the cobbled streets of the lighthouse and the area around it and hit more of these earthen paths that lead to more of the estates on the outside. Eventually, you uh, in the distance can hear the telltale sound of a bamboo shoot knocking against um, a stone as the slowly fills up, fills out, knocks, and then turns back up and adding to the serene peace that you feel is the visage of your childhood home, the place that you grew up, the place that you know um, the best. It's been your sanctuary all the time, time ever since you grew up, and there's only been two instances that you've ever left and slept outside of its walls. As you make your way up to the door, is there any sort of thoughts or anything else that's really impressing upon um, Aliyah at this moment? I think Aliyah is terrified right now. Um, She's scared of I guess the conversation to come because the last time I know her and her mom talked it wasn't the greatest of conversations um and so she's probably replaying that last conversation through her head um as she's walking out the door to get on the chariot to head to her exam her entrance exam would have been the last time really her mother and her would have talked it's almost a little unsettling how much has not changed but also comforting in a way as You hope that the way that conversation before you left and before you found out that your mother had made your challenge harder, you you hope that deep down somewhere, this conversation can be as supportive as you remember the last one being. Not the one over the standing stone, but the one in person. Eventually, you knock on the, uh, the front entrance. Actually, I don't even know if there is it. Is there a front door, or is it more of like a gateway into the the complex? Into the complex itself? Yeah, like I always imagine, like it has like that interior courtyard. Yeah. And then, like, um, kind of like different path- pathways that lead to different spots on, like, in the house, a uh, different yeah. route. Yeah. So it, it would be probably more of 
door. Okay. Like, leading into, like, a canopy, like, a covered area. Where your pathways would have started, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Alright. Um, do you knock on the door, or do you just enter? As this is your home. She would probably just enter. As you enter in, the serene scene of the, um, the courtyard, um, shows itself to you the many different doorways and the pathways that lead to them before you where do you go um i imagine she would still have her house slippers right there um so she would take off her shoes she would put on her house slippers um and i think the first place she would go would be the kitchen. Because I imagine it's what time is it right now? I, I'd say it's probably like I was thinking Jewish. Two o'clock? Two. So yeah, she would probably head to the kitchen knowing her mom is probably in some type of meeting or dealing with something with having to deal with work. Um and just start to prepare a meal. Okay. As you get to work in the most familiar kitchen for you, everything that you used still there, placed the exactly same way that you've always had it. Not too long later, um, I'd like you to do a perception check for me. Perception? Uh, 13. 13. As you listen in, you hear the creak of the door behind you. Um, and as you look over, um, you'd see Brathus. One of the the family servants holding a small wand and pointing it towards you, like he was worried that someone has broken into the house. As soon as he sees you, he makes the um, visual contact. He's like, "Is that Elia?" Oh, I Is there anything I can get you? Some water? Maybe um, anything? No, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, do you know when my mom is supposed to be back tonight? Um, I think she's um, in her study right now. and I'm not sure. She said um, to give herself maybe an hour. I think she's working on something. Um, she said that she would uh, open her door when she was ready for, for visitors. So. 
Okay, um, can I just have you do me a favor? Can you not tell her I'm here? Oh, you, you want me to keep it on the... the yeah, I just... Down low. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make her uh, uh, some miso soup, and I'm gonna bring it up to her when um, it's done. It should be done in about an hour. Okay. I will make sure that your secret stays in the kitchen. Thank you. Right. And if you do keep the secret, there's always miso soup for you. Well, then I will not complain. Just, if you want to leave the pot here, I'll make sure that I can uh, find the uh, serving for me. For sure thing, Bradley. Thanks. Um, thank you again, Master Alana. Again, if you need any help, just let me know. I appreciate it. I'll I'll see you here in a little bit. Yeah. Um. Uh, as he goes to exit, he turns back and says, "Um, do you have business with your your mother, or are you just catching up?" As he kind of just asks nonchalantly. We're just catching up. Just here to see my mom. Just here to see my mom. That's all. Good. I think that will make her quite happy. Notice that she seems to be a little bit down lately. So hopefully that can, that can help her. I hope so. Anyways, uh, I'll leave you to it. As he, Thank he you. the room. Um, as you prepare the soup, for the, the hour passes away quite quickly. Doesn't take much um, entertaining yourself as you get into the steady rhythm of preparing the the broth, making sure that all the different additives are prepared. Um, I show how much I am, how good I am at describing miso soup. I do know I like miso soup, but I'm not the best. I know it has like seaweed, something in it, as well as like, I think tofu balls. As far as I go, yeah, with my no, knowledge, can, can. but it's quite delectable. I will say that. Actually, I would like you to do a check on this um, to see, like, with your nerves, with everything that's kind of at stake, how well you're able to prepare uh, one of your mother's favorite dishes. Um. Okay. Just give me a segundo. Long second. I know. Sorry, my mouse just died, and so I had no charge. What do you want me to uh... <laughs> roll? Um, roll a cooking check. Um, let's do a survival. Um, cooking okay. check. Uh, if you're proficient with cooking utensils, um, you can um do the roll with advantage. All right. I got a 15. 15. Uh, it's very good. It's just a solid dish. Sweet. 
That's not like you didn't get really flowery with it, but you it, you definitely make sure that the most important part is the flavor, which is something that your mother um, enjoys in her food. She's not very much of a person that wants it to be all presentation but no flavor. What really matters is the meat, the the actual sustenance. Uh, yeah, so Aliyah's gonna head up. She's going to try and sneak into her mom's study. Okay, roll. Uh, roll. Uh, self check. An unnatural 20. You are pretty sneaky. Like, quite, I would say. As you <laughs> head upstairs and head over to the room which um, houses your mother's study you see that the door has been cracked open at this point um and as you kind of walk up and peer in you can see that your mother is seeing um mira with her eyes down she looks like she is looking into a book and writing notes out of it um, so every so often looking back over to what she's read and then finding another part that she wants to make note of and she writes that down as well um, so yeah as yeah. She, uh, she's doing this Aliyah walks in, opens the door um, walks in still trying to be all sneakily doing it um, yeah. she will set like the soup down next to her mom without trying to just without trying to disturb her so like her just being focused on her book just like kind of like setting it down next to her um discreetly i guess yeah i think kind of off it was like brathis like if you brathis delivering you know the soup and trying not to disturb her yeah i think that's very i can um as you walk in and yet as you sits down she's glasses over and says yeah that there's fine um thank you and then she smells it and goes wait and she looks over at the soup sees what it is and getting the aroma of it the, the telltale sign of her daughter's cooking she'll look up into your eyes as soon as she, um, as soon as she looks up, she realizes who you are. Aliyah. Hi, Mom. Um, as soon as soon as she realizes I, there, she'll place the quill with the tip out of the book that she's reading from, uh, and close the the book with her notes inside the place that she was at have quickly and sets it to the side um uh after that she uh pushing it to the side if you want to stand up uh walk around the desk and give you a hug she would return the hug she I've, I've been better times previous but 
good enough to make sure that things keep running smoothly. Oh, I'm glad to hear you're doing okay. Yeah. Now, I read the report on your mission um, to have not. It, it sounded like it was... And, and she'll kind of half smirk. Um, but you can see that there's just a little bit, maybe like just for a second, a twinge of sadness. Sounds like it was quite an adventure. I, yeah, you could definitely say that, yeah. Um, how was it? Tell me about that. I'd, I'd love to hear from a first-hand account of what happened. Um, it was hard. It was a lot harder than the stories make it sound. I don't know if, you know, just, just stories you hear in the halls. Um, it was a good learning experience, I would say. Um, I definitely have um, issues I have to sort out, but I don't know. Um, issues? Uh, yeah, um, and she would kind of just sit down and just, I, I don't know, Mom, part of me, part of me thinks you were right in maybe me not being strong enough to do this and actually be a vigil. Um, every, every time we get into a fight, I, I freeze up with memories of dad. And I have some companions who are determined to watch me succeed and I have other companions who think I should leave before I get myself and or others killed by my I guess freeze ups um so I don't know I'm a little I'm a little stuck on what to do at the moment. As you tell her this, she fully nods. I honestly, my my biggest fear wasn't that you wouldn't be strong enough.
I never had that fear with your father. You always seem strong. But there's things out there that we can't control. That will just that will take us away from one another. break us. I I haven't apologized. And I feel like I, I owe you one. I, I apologize for meddling in your test that was uncalled for that was not fair to you or to the people that you were with but these were things that I wanted to do because I honestly just want to protect you. I don't want to lose you. And I too owe you an apology. Um, I should have known that that's where those actions had come from. And I should have known that you only do what you do because you care about who I am and what becomes of me and what I become. I've told you all your life that being an active visual is not always the greatest way to help out. Um, but I will preface that as most of the time I told you that out of my own fear. Not the fear that you wouldn't be a good vigil. And she, she'll grab your hand now and she'll look deeply at your eyes. Aliyah, I believe that you have the potential to be a great vigil. But my only question is at what cost? What will you lose to become one? And to be honest, I I don't know. Um I can't say I'm terrified of being the cause of my own loss or the loss of others. But at the same time, I understand that to grow, you have to have those hard 
times and those hard moments. Otherwise, you you stay the same. I mean, I went out and I, on this mission, and I saw. saw the way that other other people live and how they've grown up and it seems almost unfair to keep it to myself I don't know if that makes sense, but it it does sense to not want to try and help better the lives of people who don't have it as easy as I do or how as easy as I did. I need to ask you something, Aliyah. Uh, yeah. When it comes to your visual effort, do you want me to answer as your mother? Or do you want me to answer as one of the keepers of the Academy? And why I think you should do. Because... Oh. With that being said, both, my motherly side says, I want you to come home. I want you to here with me. I want to show you what you can become this way. But the teacher in me knows that that's not always the best way to learn. I've seen many of mages learn how to cast a new spell because it was the time of need that they needed to cast it. I've seen people grow and experience a knowledge that they could never have gotten by reading a book, by living it. Your connection to magic, connection to the universe itself, can only stress so far being sequestered. I can't give you the answer. One hand, I hate every second that you're gone. I'll be honest. As I worry, I always I never doubted your father, but there came a time that he didn't come home. I always assumed that he would outlive me, and that he would, I would go to the next realm first. It was hard to bury you. Well, and with that, she, you know what I mean. Um, To put him to rest. Yeah. Um, 
I'm just still, as your mother, learning that that still may be a possibility for you. This is yeah. my one suggestion. If you do go back out there, if you try again, learn from your father. Never go it alone. Always be supported. Those friends that want to help you, they might be your only chance to overcome this ever. But if you come back here, you'll never know. And it's something that you'll have to live with and then die with. And if that's something that you're okay with, I accept that. But if that's something that's going to haunt you for the rest of your many years that lay before you, I wouldn't wish that fate on anyone. I think, I, it think would. It would. I think it would weigh down my heart knowing that I would be forever held to this crippling fear. But at the same time, I don't want to put you through same thing that happened with that. So with your blessing, I would like to go back out. <clears throat> and try, but if it comes to a point where this isn't something I can overcome, I'll come back. I can accept those things. It'll still be hard. But knowing that you're aware of my situation, I want you to be aware that I know your situation. I didn't learn my magic staying at the vigils. How do you think your father and I met? Fell in love. Out there. Helping people. If you're going to overcome your challenges, if you're going to become the woman I know that you can become. In some ways, that's probably how it's going to be. Um, but, I do have a couple have of questions. questions. Of course, um, is this about 
anything with being a vigil or anything with your magic that you've been practicing? Yeah, I guess you could say yes to the second. Um, earlier you had said that sometimes magic casters will learn a spell in a very specific moment. Um, in the last fight of our last mission, I watched one of my friends, her name is Opal, um, get struck by a very devastating and deadly blow. Um, I watched her die. And I closed my eyes and just kept repeating no to myself. Um, and then I heard a, a noise, almost as like a clock striking 12 or striking an hour. And I opened my eye and she was okay. I don't know if per se that was a spell or I, I don't know. Do you have an idea? As she sits there, her posture went from the operating position more to kind of a contemplative um, spot. And she, looking down, Elia, do you know? I guess we've never. Do you know how people learn magic? Gain the ability to cast magic? Um, from kind of what I understand for the majority of people is it's, it's study, it's research, it's... But I've never had to really study or practice. It's just always happened do you remember what that kind of a classification of a purveyor of magic is it's sorcerer correct that's correct um, as you know that's one of the different ways that some people have access to the magic it usually has something to do with their bloodline say if someone at some point had the blood of a dragon and then sometimes that magic through the generations will come out and someone may have powers that no one else has i don't know about you but you don't seem 
like you have um, that kind of magic in you. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And there's there's different ways, but usually it has to do with your heritage. I guess it's a good time to tell you as any. It's scary. Um, do you... How do I say this? Do you know of any magic users like you in our heritage? My mother's mother, father's father? No, not that I can think of. Not that I can think of either. So, if sorcery is connected usually to the blood, there has to be something that, about yours that's different. Okay. For you, it's not necessarily the blood itself. But it's what moves the blood. Aliyah, when you were born, you had no heartbeat. We thought our one chance of bringing someone in due to other complications, we knew that the likelihood of your father and I ever having another child would be quite impossible. Your father stayed up for an entire night I held your cold form and body. In the morning, he came back with something. He took your form into your your tiny form into your arms. Said that you had a solution. Oh, grieving mother, I who thought I'd lost. My only child, any sliver of hope was more than I could ever bear. He came back not too long later and said that he'd given you a new heart. Let me show you. And she'll open up her um, drawer and she'll pull out some sort of me mechanism. Um, it kind of looks almost kind of like the letter Y. Uh, and she'll put it around your head and place two of the pieces in your ear. This is um, what those at the Arcanum call a stethoscope. Um, it allows you to be able to hear things that have a rhythm better, almost like an amplifier. And she'll take the other end of it that almost kind of looks like a disc and she'll place it against her chest. Describe for me what, what do you hear? A clock? No, oh, to yeah, she she places oh, it towards her, her, her chest. Own. Oh, uh, her chest. Okay. 
Uh, you hear like the, the rhythmic thumping beats. of a yeah, yeah, like a like a dum dum, the dum, yeah, yeah, the dum. And she takes it and then she places it against your own chest. And like you said, it's similar to a clock. A Not the same thing as a natural heart. It's something that you feel like you've never really noticed before, never really came to your light. But you always noticed whenever you exercised, whenever you held your hand against your chest, the beating never changed. It's usually about the same consistent. Okay. I think this part and the thought of losing you is one of the reasons why I've held on to you so tightly. Still getting over that. But your magic comes from within. And thank your father for that. I think Elia would know what to say. She would probably just hold her hand over her chest. Just to an extent realizing she has a part of him with her consistently. I'd imagine as the time goes by and as you ask your mother more questions and kind of talk about it she, she talks about how she doesn't really know exactly how he created it doesn't understand a, she doesn't understand a lot of what's going on in a sense under the hood for a life but that it is a definitely a connection that you have with your father And I, I, I eventually believe that after talking and coming to a better understanding of both, where you both stand, you're both able to, that evening, find time to laugh and joke and talk about happier things as well. As the fireplace in her office grows dim. He eventually says, well, it's getting late. Are you planning on staying here at the estate or are you going to return to the lighthouse? Um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to stay for the night. Yeah. You're more than welcome. Um, I know that Draven prefers that if vigils can to stay at the lighthouse just in case they may need you um, in a moment's notice, but we're not that far away. I know magic. We can get you there quick if we need to. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, good night. I love you. Good night, Mom. With that, 
exit. Now, with Elias, your conversation with your mother over, uh, we're going to switch over to those who went to the library, which was, oh, Brandon. Um, I remembered that last session, I wanted to do some research. Yeah. About like elder curses. So Ren will also go to the library. That's okay. Um, I was thinking if it's okay with you guys, we're just going to go straight through and then finish probably a little bit early, like maybe like 9.15. And then we'll just stay on for a little bit until we talk. Unless you guys want to take a break. Does anyone need it? Ladies? I got babies, so I'm good. I haven't been on for a minute. I figured since, like, we're all kind of bro broken up, fairly good people have a good chance to, you know, sit, take a break, or if they need to go use the restroom, it's, it's all right. So we're going to move forward and just finish up just a little bit earlier than we usually, though, stay on because we need to discuss some things. Um, okay. Um, Adelaide, Opal, Moss, and Ren. After your brief exchange with uh, Zacharias, then Boldened, um, at the, um, the Arcanium, you head back into the library, also known as Ipsworm Archive, um, hoping to find some uh, information on various topics. Again, as you enter in, you see what looks to be a gruff, bearded dwarf sitting at the, the main desk. He has a tome in his hand, and you can see it with every page that he turns, he grumbles a little bit to himself, um, talking about how paper is so weak, mithril is where it's at. He wished that he could make himself a set of plates out of true-fashioned dwarven um, iron. Cursing all the uh, scholars that came before him in their cheap, easy paper that knows no craftsman. That is only bare minimum. What would you guys like to study? <clears throat> all right. Or you can role play with each other. That's cool too. Um, friend. What's your name? Ah, what was that? What's your name? My name's Oswald Firebeard. Oswald Firebeard? Yes. Um, where's your children's section? What? Where's your children's section? She, like, he looks around like, where's the kids? <laughs> uh, look at this. Look, lady, we don't have crazy big children's section, but... If you go down the hallway to the left, to the right, the little alcove with the animal chairs and the like little bead, um, you know, like the bead thing that like you you run the bead along the track. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's some I Spy books over there. Um, uh, if you give a mouse a cookie, other such things like that. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Opal will go that way. Strange woman. 
Oppa will go that way and then with the instructions, she will shimmy right, shimmy left, and then shimmy shimmy all the way to the back. And then she will find a picture book and do some breathing meditation and just enjoy the innocence. <laughs> what uh, what picture book do you choose? What, what do you want it to be about? Oh, the shiny fish book? It's got like the texture <laughs> scales. Yeah. That's it's a classic, classic <laughs> kids novel. Um, definitely a great work of fiction. Um, very forward thinking. It's pretty. Very pretty. <laughs> um, quite enjoyable. Yeah. Which animal chair do you choose? The zebra. That's a good choice. Classic too. Basic. <laughs> a little bit. Fine. <laughs> What? Well, here's the question, Ren. If you were going to choose one of the animal chairs, what would you choose? The rhinoceros. Rhinoceros is not even a question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of an alligator kind of guy, but okay, I'm going okay. with the alligator. Yeah, <laughs> David and I are on the same page. Sergio. Probably we can make it. No, there's every animal except a giraffe. No, <laughs> giraffe will be my backrest, and then the zebra will be my footrest. Oh, double up! You see that as you enter in, there's a little kid, like in the corner. Yeah. Um, Shiny. Yeah. Full play. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little kid in like a like a, a scraggly tunic. Uh, <laughs> Is like reading like Where's Waldo, uh -oh. <laughs> and like, uh, it, it, except it's D and D version, so it's probably like, well, where's Volo's Volo? Um, it's the axe now. Yeah, as he like looks, oh, yeah. this little little boy like looks up from his um little reading that he's made on the lion desk, lion chair. He'll look up at you and go. Yeah, the lion. He took it before you could choose it, so it's it's not an option. But it's okay. He he looks at you clad in your full like metal armor, your large like axe and your shield. As you set down your stuff, you open up the fishy book and start reading close by. Hey. He looks up at you, goes hey. back to his book. Hey. Okay. Um, Adelaide, you'd like to do a little bit of research? Yeah. I'm hoping to see if you have any books that might be able to help me to understand symbols, like religious symbols, or group symbols, something that could help me to identify ancient writings, or, oh, like, let's say that this drawing belongs to this group, or, or... That's... That's quite a, a large... Uh, asking. It's like if you were to go into the mine and say, give me some ore. Well, which kind? You know, are you looking? Multiple kinds of ore. Very much so. <laughs> I, I mean, look at yourself. You have gold. You have silver. You have uh, fine steel on your your person right now. I guess I I never really thought about where it came from. So it's yeah, it's different. Very much so. Um, look, I'll show you. And he'll grab like the the golden chain. I imagine that you almost have like a golden necklace with like a silver medallion on it. Sure. He'll grab the, that 
and he'll take the chain and he'll like bend it just apart like that. See, very, very pliable metal. And then and he'll grab out like from underneath the table, like a large mithril battle axe. And he'll like go to like bend it. See, it doesn't bend, not at all. Very strong. Can you bend my back, please? Uh, yes. Uh, he'll cast mending on it as he... <laughs> I hate doing it this way, but it's the quickest way. And uh, it just takes out the, you know, the, the thrill of the craft. He'll cast mending on it and it reforms back together. Um, it hurts every time I do it. Here you go. Made, like, very, like, hastily pull back the chain and, like, put it back on her. And you could, that was, like, a... It really bothered her for some reason. Really bothered yeah, her. Really, that really bothered her, and so she's gonna put her hand over her necklace, kind of like protecting it a little bit. Um, so you don't just have like a catalog. This symbol means this, and this symbol means this. Wait, what Not religions? Like maybe catalogs, a nice organized list of all the religious symbols and what they mean, who they belong to. Lassie, have you ever done studying before? Yeah. Well, what did you study? Never. Studied. Now, how'd you study that? Out of a book. Out of a book, right? And out of the body, occasionally. Yeah, that makes lucky. sense. Or I guess if they weren't lucky. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, here's the thing. You had two places there to study medicine. A book and a body. Now, what you're asking for is symbolism for religion, culture, uh, history, uh, just everyday symbolism, uh, all these things. By the Nine Hells, you could have many different books and oh, other things. Many different books. Yes, it's this is a library. We have many different books. I'd like to see the many different books about symbols. The thing is, there's not just there's not a lot of books that just cover symbols. Why? Because someone needs to read all the books, figure it out, and then put it into one book. And I don't really know if someone's really cared to do that. But think about it like this. If I was going to try to find a new mine, I would start off by searching little bit by little bit in each of the mountains nearby. But then once I found a grain of nugget in one that seemed to find a good vein, I'd stick down my plot of land and I'd dig myself a home. Does that make sense in the context of our conversation? Why would you make your home in the mine? Oh, context, context. Uh, yes. I mean, out of context. <laughs> That's where you build your home if you're going to be a, a dwarven and follow the the tales of battle. You know, see. Your home is in the the earth. Anyways, that's besides them. She's gonna reach her arm out. And she's gonna like like clasp the dwarf's arm, and she's going to be like, "I understand." This library will be my home. <coughs> and then she's gonna like just look very serious and just like walk off and That's not... start looking for books about symbols. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Wait, come back. Um do uh do you want to do an investigation check and go slowly or do more of a perception check to see if you can like quickly <laughs> ask their things? He's gonna do like an amigo Montoya, kind of like channeling the spirit of Yelfoth and she'll be like led to a, led to a book that's like around Ken Wishes. I love for. that. Do a religion check then. Okay. 
as you as you pray to your your God for assistance in this um, in this moment, knowing full full well the day prior, you basically felt like you were chastised for not being religious enough. You're like, ha, I'll show you. I'll be religious by the way I find my books. <laughs> she's gonna close her eyes and as she's kind of like walking, she's gonna kind of mumble to herself and be like, okay, we're gonna try this again. Oh, I forgot to give myself advantage. Dang it, I told myself as soon as I was gonna do this again, I was gonna give myself advantage, but I didn't. And I rolled a 10. Um, and so it's a 12. It's a 12. It's a 12. That's- it is a 12. Um, the first time you close your eyes, you take about two steps. You run into a bookshelf. Kind of hurt a little bit, but she's gonna put her hands on the bookshelf. Yeah, and then she's gonna try again. Like, oh, you led me to this bookshelf. Yeah, can she do that? Yeah. Okay. You're she's so like really in. reaching here. She's like really reaching. Wait. What? Are you going to <laughs> cast guidance on yourself? No. <laughs> Wait, no. Aliyah so somewhere <laughs> from, from a mile away says, hey, you should cast guidance. Aliyah? <laughs> it turns out that Adelaide's conscience is just Aliyah's voice in her head. Um, guidance is just advantage, right? Yeah, it's just an advantage on the uh, any skill check within them. Like, on a skill check within a minute. Ten. Ten. You reach up and you grab a book and you pull it out. You don't see a title on it. It's no title. I'm gonna flip that open. All right. Put a little read. As a you, little, a little skin. She's not as you skin. start to read, you realize that this is someone's diary. Whose diary? Um, at first, like it doesn't mention by name. It's just like the classic start of Dear Diary. Today, I da 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 Which led me to believe that one day, maybe I could da 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 It's a lot of like that inner monologue. Um, as you kind of get sucked into this, it's like, oh, this is interesting. Like, why would someone's diary be in a library? You start reading it as this seems to be some sort of either you're not quite sure but maybe they were a visual visual ones but then like the way that their tone is sometimes you almost think that they're not a vigil at all but maybe even someone who has more malicious intents as you read forward you can tell that they um are someone that's not from uh, even yavna itself but from a completely different land entirely. They, as you read, you can see that they harbor very strong opinions about moral justification uh, in acts done, saying that um, to know good is to basically allow the suffering of others to um, cease the suffering of more. It's kind of cynical in a lot of regards. And 
for the first page or two that you you read. You don't catch anything on symbolism, but it's an interesting read nonetheless. If she holds the book like this in her hand, goes any symbols, any drawings, as you, any diagrams. As you flip through it, you find the diagram, what looks to be almost like something that someone drew, but it's layered. Like a, a layered representation. Um, and each representation, uh, from what you look at, it looks to be a representation of the different planes of existence. As it shows the known cosmic um, identity of the worlds, as each one, from the looks of it, was a building block for the last. As one of the lowest ones that has been explored is the plane of limbo which is complete chaos as it heads more towards the top it gets to become more lawful and more focused on order though some of those planes lose themselves in becoming so focused on gains and stuff like that that they've even turned evil you can see what's clearly described as like the placement of the nine hells in between the um other planes a lot of those planes that come before this plane are considered to be the lower planes the last one the one that's closest to the world that you inhabit is known as the shadow fell which is basically a mirror image of this world but one steeped in darkness and death alongside it and basically the same level uh split between the two is what is called the feywild which is almost a complete opposite of full of vibrant life full of um creation but to the point of chaos again after this plane as it continues forward and up it shows um the planes of what are usually considered the upper planes as the realms where spirits go usually if they're good aligned uh, when they die um, the places where gods dwell um, a lot of them notice like the symbolism between the sun and the moon as these upper flames that catches your eye for yourself um, as you know of a cleric and what was previously mentioned in this um, episode with um, some sort of conversation I think it was with the man in the Arcanium the place in which you end up after you die from your your plane of existence um, is a plane that you are most closely connected to other than that 
a lot of people end up who follow Yalfa end up going to his domain, which is known as the moon. Some of them go to the sun, some even go to the stars. Some of them go to the void. It's interesting. That's about as much as you can get from this. Uh, what is the last entry saying? Very end. To the end. Last entry. You flip to the very end. It says, from what you can tell, I never thought that delving too deep would have cost me everything. To go past chaos is to be undone. If my record is the only thing that survives, I hope ever, anyone else would be smart enough to not follow me. And Natalie's gonna just be like, well, that's not what I was looking for. And she's gonna close it and just kind of like tuck it under her arm and just keep going down the road. <laughs> um, the name that you see at the end, um, as it's kind of monogrammed, would have been Draven Dura. Draven Draven Durant. That, that. Does that ring a bell to me? Uh, make, <laughs> make a history check. Okay. <laughs> That's actually, like, all right, moving on. Um, oh, nice. Um, we're looking at unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Oh, easy. This is, like, you read it and you're like, oh, cool. And you shut the book and then you open it up again. <laughs> Dragon Daryl is the leader of the, the vigils right now. Oh. Wait, so then I have heard the name before even, like... Yeah. Okay. Very much so. You've met the man. The book's coming home with Adelaide. Just want to take that. Um... Alright, she's going to add to her things-to-do list. We'll find... Draven and maybe spend a little bit more time looking at the book. Um, but she really is right now one track mind, just looking for books about symbols. So she's just. You don't find any books specifically books about symbols. At all? Um, with a 10? Not on the really, bookshelf. Not on the bookshelf. You think that there probably is like common symbolism throughout religion. And like you've seen books like that prior. Um, though with like the distraction of what you previously read. It makes you go, hmm. Interesting. You aren't quite as focused as what you'd like to be to look for yours. You think though, if you have more time later, you'll be able to find a book to your liking. Okay. Um, Moss is gone. I was gonna have to go next, but. Sadly enough, we'll go next. What was that? Ren. Ren! I was going to say that. Ren, what you looking for as the... Your patriots <clears throat> have all kind of separated in different directions. So, so I, think, I think what I, what want, I want to look for is 
a book about elder curses, if possible, uh, curses in general, if I can't get that specific. Particularly like the healing of curses or like the nature. Uh, maybe even one if it's like the like logging different types of curses to see if I can find one that like it is in line with what I am familiar with. Um, possibly even if there's like a I want to say like entomology of curses, but um, whatever the word for entomology is for a curse, you know. Cursology. Yeah, the cursology. That's the book I'm looking for, I think. Yeah. Um, Elder cursology. Elder cursology. I didn't meet him on my mission. <laughs> um, sorry. Make a make a investigation check. Investigation. Okay. Could I? No, I'll do an investigation. I was gonna try to argue for survival. That's a one. One. You realize that there is a rhino chair over in the kids section. And you know where you're going. Look, I can't resist it. It's comfy. It's got that horn to hold on to. Yeah, the one, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right um, in the spot. Yeah, well. Hey. I find in like the kids section like an ABC book of curses. Yeah. A is for... I just have to get B is for bronchitis. Yeah, it's just like sicknesses. <laughs> C is for Alakazam. Kalahazam. Kalakazam. It's a terrible ABC book. I will admit that. <laughs> it like does the thing like. U is for you and me, but you start yeah. with the one. And you're like, what? Um, I will give you this. As, uh, time goes on. Later in the week, um, Elaine will will find you probably in the, the hallways and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Um, um, I've seen that you've been going to the archive lately to study, uh, I'm assuming, uncurses from asking Oswald. Yeah, they, I've tried my best, but they don't really have a, all the curse books must be checked out or something. Um, um, really, maybe by you, I've never thought about that. I was going to say that it's because I'm holding onto most of them oh, at the time. I'm sorry. Well, well, it's okay. I, I like you, so I'll let it slide this once. Um, I want to inform you. I was thinking I have pretty, I'm pretty full with duties for the next probably about two weeks. But after that, do you think we could maybe travel to your home and I could 
take a look at this? Um, yeah, of course. Now, I want to be honest with you. Uh, Elaine Bjornhart will uh, lean forward and says, I, I, I fully expect if I were able to find a way to help break your family's predicament that you'd assist in my family's. I was already planning. Thank you. My other request for you is kill Baron. No. <laughs> Murder him in his sleep. I would like you I don't think it's going to be easy I think you already probably tried but keep an eye on Baron he I think he's a little bit lost between who he is and who maybe someone from his past wanted him to be. Yeah. Try to lead him towards the good things. I know that your beliefs are challenged heavily around most of Diabna. But I think one of the beautiful things about it is you're able to find beauty in things that most people can only find fear in. If you can help, maybe rub a little bit of that off him. I think it might lead him to becoming a little bit of a better person. Hopefully not stuck in the same track that some of those that came before him were stuck in. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. No, thank you. I, I know that you're busy and I really appreciate you taking your time to tell me. I know that's not without a price. You're helping me eventually. But I also know that I hope that's also because we both know what it's like to lose people. Yeah. At least we can support each other. With that, she'll turn around and walk off. All right. All right. So is there, is there any paperwork that needs to be done to like make going to my home like our next mission? That's a good question. So or is she taking care of that? <laughs> basically, the way it works is whenever you guys are on downtime, and this is a good thing to bring up because um, it's not really been explained well. Basically, between missions, 
you all can have basically like some time set aside to go and travel. Like a lot of people go to, um, you have basically a one trip to use the teleports to go somewhere and back. Now the teleports only can take you to places that are like a vigil's outpost. And they ask you if you are going on one of these trips to stay fairly close in case they need to call you back for a mission. Um, but rules can be kind of persuade as in like, hey, we have some personal business that we need to go take care of. Can we go do this for or plan on like the next week going and taking care of this? Um, and if that's the case, then it's not too hard to do that as it's it's fairly easy to say, yeah, you know, we can make sure that we don't put something on you. That's basically what she's doing as well. Is like she says, all right, hopefully within two weeks we can plan on being able to get out, go out there and see what your family is. Okay, so it's not necessarily our next mission, but it's like a... It basically can be kind of like a next mission, but it's not like... It's a little excursion. And it's not like you're going to get paid to go and do that, but... That's what I'm kind of doing, more meaning. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, with that, I think. Is there anything else that you had your little thing there? Um, Opal and Adelaide, did you have any other things that you'd like to accomplish this week? She's going to check her inbox. Is that letting not? Not yet. Okay. Inbox is not called. Yeah, since also just been a little more quiet for obvious reasons. Opal's or... been more quiet because Faith has been busy. But um <laughs> <laughs> but applying it to the in game, I think Opal would have taken time to just de stress and ponder. That's kind of the reason why she went to the kids section to just kind of calm herself down and kind of put her head back on and just cool herself down with all the stress of just everything and admitting things. And I think she chose that book in particular as there's one special fish. There's a bunch of special fish, but this fish has a special scales. And she kind of relates to the fish as maybe the fish feels lonely, maybe the fish feels not accepted but eventually the fish is loved so that was kind of comforting to opal as silly as it was it was in with intent to just have opal just mm, i like that yeah. mm, real quick chase yeah um i don't know if this is all like within a week or if it's all one day um alaya does want to buy a pair of sending stones Pair what? Sending stones? Okay. Uh, let me look up the the sending stones, and then I'll I'll be able to give you. Could we do like a shopping trip? Yeah. Like next time, maybe. Would we have time? Because then yeah. we could all kind of prepare. Would it be? Yeah. Would it be okay if like each one of you, if you have like, look through your your finances, look through that stuff, um. And if you have questions on, especially like magic items, magic items are a little bit more 
and then we could maybe role play out the the shopping portion of uh, next session is that all right sure yeah. i just think that'd be better if we had everyone yeah do a quick especially shopping. with like being make sure that we get moss and uh pinky there they might have things that they want to get you had one last thing that you wanted did um if if there's time within the week um at some point I'd probably want to try and help pinky out with the studying thing but i would also like to try to find information or recall information and practice making which models which models mm -hmm. okay um, with that, I then like, just generic training. So if anyone wants to do a training montage with Baron, yeah, I would like you to do an alch alchemy check um, in crafting witch bottle. I'm assuming I have advantage since I'm efficient with um, me or no? Is it because the of the very is, if it's an alchemy check, then you won't. You'll just have proficiency. Okay. But if it's like a history check that uses alchemy as you're trying to recall. How to make which bottles, then you'd be able to get advantage if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I'll let you decide. I mean, I don't know how many he made. Okay. I think that was more handled by other people. Sure. So I think he's trying to put things together and okay. trying to figure out. Trying to figure out. Things. All right. Well, then let's just do either. Let's just do an alchemy check to see kind of where your baseline is. Uh, and you said I do have my proficiency bonus? Yeah, and it'd probably uh, either, it would probably be intelligence that you base it off of. Okay, uh, that's gonna be a 15. 15, not too fast. Yeah, with 15, you feel like you're well on your way to being able to um, work through the, the different combinations that would cause uh, these bottles to gain their proficiency. Um, you know that these bottles, in some ways, in Yavna, were really brought here because of your great-grandfather. And the stories of like a lot of the things that he used in them, as I remind you, you're able to start the process of making a simple one. Simple witch ball. You think that this one, from what you can tell, um, with the simple one, is it might be able, like, for a witch to be able to enter an area of probably around 30 feet of it, it'd need to make a DC 13 um, constitution saving throw. Let me write that down so I don't forget. Which one? Constitution, you said? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, other than just like generic training and trying to help Pinky, that's pretty much all I would, I think, try to try to do. So I don't know if I can roll for those to try and gain inspiration or. Yeah, definitely. Go for it. 
If it's just general training, is there anything specific? Uh, say that you know what check that you're doing. Um, maybe because let's see, proficient in that. I don't really have anything that I want to work on specifically okay. with that. So no, that one will just be a generic one. Okay, and then for pinkies, I'll do uh, like I'm looking for something specific for pinkies. So all right, sounds good. So I will roll the. Um, the generic one, generic it's, there's training. nothing that's really. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And this one will be for pink. Also, no. Yeah. But can that one go, the pinky one, go to my investigation? Yeah, it can. As you search the, and scour for books about um, monsters and missing children, I like two on both of those dice. Yeah, it, you, you're, you're not doing great. I've been in a terrible dice streak lately, guys. <laughs> so we tried just rolling this one. It's actually rolled really well. Give them to me. I rolled a 19 just barely. It's going to betray me. I just know that. Well, okay, not bad. Anyways, um, with that, if there's nothing else that would like to be accomplished, um, Towards the end of this week, Reginald actually asks you all to meet up again. Um, you are summoned. Uh, your um, pendants glow, and you, you think it's all right. Well, this is go time. Um, as you all end up at, in front of the envoy, Reginald um, greets you and says, All my trusted vigils, it's so good to see you again. How's everyone doing? <laughs> uh, his very uncanny, really happy smile permeating his face. A little. So, thank you for coming here as fast as you can. Um, though, I want you to know, it's not like too big of a rush. Uh, you have a little bit of time on this one. It's going to take a little bit anyways. Um, give yourself, uh, I'll just say right now, you guys have probably another one, two days that you could probably use to prepare yourself. But uh, we have a we have another assignment for you. I know it's just one week it passed, but uh, we got a little bit more that we can get you to do. Um, we have uh, been hearing reports of something about um, a haunted house, ghosts uh, near LK. Um, reports say that here, and it's weird, we're getting different reports. Some say that the house is moving. Some say that it's been there for decades. Some say it's a tavern that shows up in the middle of the evening, only to disappear in the morning. Some say it's an old mansion. Some say it's an evil place, and some say it's terrific as a good thing. So, we figured this one would be a, a good experience. I, I think I mentioned it's close to the city of uh, the port city of Elke in uh, Theodore. So it's probably from our closest um, vigil outposts. It'll probably be almost a um, three week travel, if not longer, to get out there. So. 
take some time, get the preparations that you need. Um, and yeah, I hope uh, hope the road finds you fancy. You have any questions for me? I'm ready to kick some ghost butt. Awesome, that's what we like to hear. Wait, so <clears throat> we have two days to prepare. Mm -hmm. And to get to this city will be three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll have your time there and most likely three weeks back here. Okay. Don't you guys have magic that can just, like, put us in LK? So, uh, now, I have a question for you, Baron. Is that all right if I ask a question? I don't know. Do you want to keep your tongue? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> but are you going to cut it out? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> What's your question? Let me ask my question. All right. Cut off tongue. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, if you were going to do a triple backflip, how much energy would that take? Do you try? Right there. You just roll. It wouldn't have counted because you didn't say anything. Um, takes a lot of energy. Usually a little bit of height um, to be able to do something like that. Think about teleportation as doing a triple backflip. Um, usually just standing on the ground and jumping. It takes a long time to be able to practice enough to be able to just do a triple backflip. Usually you have to start off on a high point anyways. The magic circles, the teleportation places that are in the outposts, basically give you something to spring off of. The power doesn't necessarily have to come from you to be able to do such a feat. And with however many vigils that we have going around, it takes a lot from us to not only keep our defenses up, but to keep the teleporters going and the cost of putting you right in the town that you need to be especially when we don't have a place set up there yet, can be quite substantial, if that makes sense. You, I think anyone would know that you don't want to overswing a sword just to leave yourself defenseless. Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, that, that's, that's my analogy for the day. I hope that found you in a good play, place. Anyways, that's all I got for you. Y'all have a great day. Bye. This he skips merrily away. Super guy. Oh, we'll make just a stank face like what? And with that, we're going to end the session. Sounds good. Good. Dungeon! 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 Dunge